This is episode 9 of the Bible Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Bible Podcast, a podcast for pastors, church planters, ministers, anyone who is doing the work of ministry and working in the marketplace at the same time. This is your time of encouragement, and I am your host, Ade Subbanjo. Well, welcome, everybody. It's great to, to be here again, to be speaking with you. Thank you for taking the time to listen every week. I know that the Lord will continue to use this to bless you and bless others as each pastor is encouraged, equipped, transformed, and empowered to do the work that God has called all of us to do. So today um, I'm going to spend time to answer one, que- one question that, uh, that I have. I think this question would take all of my time today, so I'm going to just answer that question. And uh, it's about prayer. Last week I was talking about two things, that ev- two habits that every Bible minister must have in order to maintain their power with God. And that those two things, those two habits were daily or regular Bible studies and regular prayer time. So today I'm, I'm going to answer a question about how do you as a pastor, as a bivocational pastor, maximize the, the time you have for prayer. And you know, as Bible pastors, we are quite unique in the sense that you spend a lot of time with the people in the marketplace. You don't have the same amount of time for prayer like a, a full-time pastor would have. So how do you pack in a lot of uh, time, a lot of uh, progress, a lot of results into a shorter time of prayer? Uh, we're going to look at that, and uh, and I, I hope and I pray that everyone listening to me today will be blessed by this and would cultivate some of these habits and begin to experience greater power in, in ministry. So, but before I go on to talk about uh, that, before I answer that question, I want to remind you that I'm doing a giveaway. If you've not registered for the giveaway, go ahead and do that. You, you're already listening to this, and if you're listening, that means you you can win, and I want you to to be the, the winner, or someone is going to win anyway. And it might it might as well be you. What I want you to do is just go to adesobanjo dot com slash giveaway. That's a d e s o b a n j o slash giveaway. And I'm giving away eight books to one person. Eight books to one person. Those books are some of four of them. I've I've read them over and over again over the years, and they've impacted my life. Uh, Wild Revival Tarries by Leonard Ravenhill, The Revival We Need um, by Oswald J. Smith, uh, E.M. Bounds on Prayer. Uh, those are some powerful, life-changing books. And uh, Leadership Book by John Maxwell and some other books about online business, um, bringing your ideas to the marketplace. As a Bible pastor, we need some of these tools to, to, to maximize our impact 
in the marketplace and to maximize our impact in the spiritual realm. So go ahead and and register for that. Put in your email and signify your interest. And you already on, if you're already on my mailing list, you still need to, to do this because the software that I got is going to randomly pick the winner. And the more you share this and give let other people come in on it, the more points you get for every person that refers another and that person also registers, you get 10 points. That, that means your name shows up in the, in the software 10 times and on and on like that so that when we're picking randomly, the more times you, you, you appear, the more chances that you, you'll win. But whatever case, whatever the case is, my hope is that you will want to win so badly that even if you don't win, you go and get those books, you read them, and your life gets transformed. And uh, yeah, and I hope that whoever wins those books will actually read them and really get impacted by them. Thank you. So now, let's get to the topic for the day and the discussion. I I'm going to spend just uh, my time, the entire time, answering this question. And that question is, how do I maximize my time of prayer as a bivocational pastor? How do I maximize my time as a Bible pastor or Bible minister? And and I'm going to just give an example. Say you have just 30 minutes a day to, uh, time that you, you know for prayer that you are able to put, take out for prayer. I suggest you go for at least one hour every day. If you're going to really maximize your 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 potential as a minister uh, of the Word of God and of the life of Christ, then I suggest you you spend at least an hour. But let's say you're just starting out, you've not uh, you've not had that habit, and you want to now begin. So let's say you have just thirty minutes to pray, and and the question is, how do I how do I maximize the thirty minutes I have for prayer? I I would suggest. Now, I'll give you what I do when I want to pray, and then I'll, I have some other things that I want to talk about when it comes to prayer. Uh, the first thing that I do uh, when I want to pray is I, I start always start off with, with thanksgiving, just just magnifying the name of the Lord, meditating on His greatness. That that takes time. You know, I, I usually will spend a good 20, 30 minutes on that. But let's say you have 30 minutes, just 30 minutes. You, know, you can start with that. Five, six minutes, seven minutes. You know, you, you spend with just worshiping, you know, giving thanks. You can use songs if you, if, you, if you like singing. Even if you don't like singing, look for some very good songs, maybe one, two, three, or four. Put them on your phone that really talk about the greatness of God, that, that, that really speaks to your heart, your spirit, about the, the awesome power of God, the, the great love of God, the, the omnipotence, omnipresence of God. And sing those songs and, and, and just meditate on those songs or look for some good psalms that talk about how great God is and, and look, sing them, talk, read them to God, meditate on them before you start. And when you, after, after doing that, that's what I do. So let's say you, you, you give yourself five, ten minutes to, five minutes to do that. Then you go ahead and take another five minutes to surrender your life to God. I think it's a, it should be a daily time of, you no, know, a daily, um, 
habit. You know, we should repeat that as often as we can, just devoting ourselves to God and saying, Lord, I'm yours. Have your way in my life. I, I surrender everything to you. And I and the reason why I do this is because once once I'm in the right set of mind, I'm able to do I'm able to pray more and, and get more results in the place of prayer. So I encourage you if you have just thirty minutes every day and you have that thirty minutes together, say let's in the morning before you go out, then take time to worship, take time to consecrate yourself to God, say you know, devote yourself to God again and then while I'm doing that, it, things what I what I experience is that things begin to pop up that I shouldn't have done or I should have done um, I, that I need repentance from. So I go ahead and just let those go. Usually, what I suggest and what I practice is whenever you do something wrong, the Holy Spirit would would immediately tell you that what you've done is wrong, and I repent immediately. I I don't like to to hold on to to sin or to anything when I'm dealing with God. I I want to repent instantaneously. But I discover that when I take time out to be with God, in the morning, in the afternoon, later in the evening, anytime I do that, while I'm worshiping, while I'm spending time with God, I discover that some things begin to pop up. You know, you shouldn't have said that. Why did you think uh, of doing that before that? And, And there's so many things that the Holy Spirit wants to correct in my life, in my thought, in my attitude. And that's the time I just use that to repent and let go of all those things. Um, so let's say now you're about 15 minutes into your prayer. The next thing that I, I do usually is I, I begin to, to, to intercede, you know, talk to God about, I usually do that every time, every day. I talk to God about my family, my spouse, most especially my wife. My I talk to God about my children. I talk to God about extended family. And now I don't have, I don't do everybody every day. What I've done is I have schedules for different people, different times. But for family, for my immediate family, it's daily. I, I take time to just mention them in prayer. Lord, I, I thank you for my wife and I thank you for what you're doing in her life. No, things like that. And I, I speak specific words uh, into her life. I say, Lord, lift her or strengthen her. Things like that. And um, if you've done that for another two, three, four, five minutes, then you go ahead and, and speak to God about your day, about your ministry, what God wants you to do, what you believe God uh, wants to do in your life. And uh, it is after that that I always pray for the church of God. I, I do not like to finish my prayer without praying for all the brethren, all the family, the big family of God that we have on earth. You know, we have more than one billion Christians. Some, some of course, may not even know that they, are, they may not be Christians, but we count them. But among the ones that are real Christians, I know we have millions, uh, maybe billions. And so I, I always say, Father, thank you for our big family. I, I pray for those who are in, uh, uh, suffering some persecution right now, going through difficulty. And I, I just pray for them. My heart goes out to them because they are members of the family. And I'm not experiencing what they're experiencing but I, I join my faith in praying for them. And and so that's about what I do. And then after that, I take the time to quickly and specifically, specifically mention things that I want, I need for the day. Now, I, I, 
I put this last because it doesn't take long. If you need something, it doesn't take long to just say exactly what you need. I don't, I don't say how I want it to be done because I don't know how God wants to do it. I just go ahead and say, Lord, this is the situation. We need so much money in the house to do this. I ask you to please reach out and help me get this done. Um, if I need a, a car, I say, Father, we need a car. We need our car to be changed. Uh, please send us a new car. We receive it in the name of Jesus. And uh, healing, Father, I receive my healing. I receive strength in my, my muscles. My brain is recovering perfectly and I'm able to walk and do all that I'm able to do. I'm able to run. So I, I pray that. I, I speak them out at the end of my prayer and uh, as the Holy Spirit leads me. And and that's that's if you have just 30 minutes. I don't do it in 30 minutes. I do it sometimes in an hour, um, sometimes more. Sometimes I, I, I just find the Holy Spirit leading me to pray in tongues and I, I just can't get to this, this at all. Once I just start worshiping, the next thing I find myself, I'm praying in the Spirit and I'm communing with God. I'm getting ideas and 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 uh, things that I, I believe God wants me to see and understand. And so I'm spending more time just praying in tongues, praying in the Spirit. And then when, I've, when, I've, when I see that my time is up, maybe I, I have to do something, I have another appointment. What I do is that when I finish praying in the Spirit, I, I begin to speak and talk about some things specifically. And so that's how I do mine. But, you know, this, this question is to help people, you know, maximize their time. As Bible ministers, you know, you, you don't have as much time to spend away, you know, just staying in the place of prayer. But if you if we can use some of this some of these um, tips that I've just given, you discover that you, you number one you'll be able to spend longer because lots of people to intercede for. You, you you need to pray for your extended family. You need to pray for leaders in the church, your your small group, your life group, or your community leaders. So so the premier, the the mayor, the governor, the the minister, the the senators and the president, all of that, we need to spend time to pray for them and you pray for the neighbors, people around you, your fellow workers at uh, in your place of work, your boss, your manager, your supervisor, all of them, you know, speaking the word of God into their life. I personally like to, to spend uh, specific times for that, you know, so, because I have more time. God has blessed me. Um, even though I say I'm a Bible minister, I have actually as much time as a full-time minister would have because I, God has blessed me to be able to, to do that um, with a business that doesn't really take as much time as going to work. And I, I encourage everybody to, to look into that also, to develop a passive income where as a minister you, you continue to work yourself out of just spending all your days uh, in the marketplace. You, you can then take one or two days off where you can do other things. Now, um, I won't say that. I, I want to also mention that, you know, in prayer, I've, I've discovered over the years that prayer, prayer is more of a state of mind first before even the words that you speak. 
So you get more results when you pray with the right state of mind. I, I got to know this more when I when myself and my wife and family, we went back to Nigeria to do some mission work to plant the Overcomers Church in, in Nigeria. I discovered that there's a lot of praying going on, but with the wrong mindset. I've, I've, I've noticed people will pray, wake up, you tell me, oh, well, I woke up in the middle of the night and I prayed all through the night and I'm asking, what were you praying about? And they are just praying fearful prayer. They're, they're so afraid of uh, what uh, somebody's going to do to them, or they had a, a sound in the night, or they had a dream, and they spend the whole night praying prayers of fear, the fear-based prayer. And, you know, so the hours have been spent, but the result is little. And I've heard other people praying, just uh, praying without any faith. <laughs> it's not fear-based, but, but lack of faith. They, they don't know what God wants. They don't know what God has said about the situation. They are just hoping that God will do something. Oh, God, help me. Bless me. Bless me. Help me. Bless me. But, but even all that, as soon as they, how do I know there's no faith? As soon as they've done praying, they come to me and, and they are complaining and saying that I don't have any help. You know, so when, when you, a person comes, spends one or two hours in prayer, and the next thing he says to another human being is, I don't have any help. That means they didn't really believe that God was hearing what they were saying and, 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 has, and has set the emotion, the process to help them. So I've discovered that in order to really maximize the time we have, if you have 30 minutes, um, be in the right state of mind. Be in the right state of mind. And what do I mean by being in the right state of mind? Uh, I mean that first, you, you, number one, you believe that God is all-powerful. He, he can do everything. There's nothing that God cannot do. He's omnipotent all-powerful is the one you know you have that full assurance that god can do everything also important to believe that god wants to do all these things because he loves you god wants to do all these things because he loves you and he he wants to to make your joy full by answering your prayer you find that in john chapter 15 it says when you ask God, you receive that your joy may be full. And God is pleased in that. God is pleased in doing, in answering the prayer of his children. We must have that full assurance before we begin to speak to God and ask for things. We, we should also have a full assurance that we, we are not as wise as God. And God has the best solution for every situation. And so when, when we're asking for things, it's important to have this great confidence that God, in God's wisdom, he would do the best. And so that's why I said earlier on, I don't tell God how to solve the problem. I just tell him, Lord, we need this problem solved so that we can be more effective in this business that you have called us into. This kingdom building business that I've signed up my whole life for, I need help in this area. I need help in this area. And, you know, I trust that God has his own ways of doing that. I just had uh, uh, an experience of stroke last year. And, you know, in all this, I'm able to say to the Lord, Lord, I know that you know what you're doing and you are able to turn this situation into a blessing. And I see that happening already in every area of my life. 
So when I'm asking and I'm declaring healing on my on my life in my on my body, I'm declaring my brain is completely restored and every neuron and everything is firing well. I'm de- declaring that my muscles are operating and I'm able to control them. I'm able to run. I see myself running. When I'm doing all that, I'm trusting that the power of God is moving right now and it's working the way God wants it to be. Uh, and the time that I need to commit to doing the exercise, I'm I'm trusting that it's not a waste. That God knows why he's slowing me down and keeping me uh, like this to be able to do way more um, than I was able to do even before this. So what I mean is that Every one of us, when we come to God, we come to him with that kind of mindset that, you know what, I'm coming to the king. I'm coming to the one that is all-powerful. I'm coming to the one that loves me. I'm coming to the one that is waiting for me to, to, to express my, my, heart, uh, yeah, know my heart to him, and he will, he will respond in the best way possible. So now, knowing all that, the next step, uh, next thing I would like to mention is that there's a need for every Bible minister to learn continuous prayer. You know, first time I read that in scripture, pray without ceasing or pray continuously, it boggled my mind. How can someone do that? Because I thought prayer was just taking that time out, kneel down and pray. But of course, as ministers, you must know that you can pray without kneeling down with your eyes open while talking to somebody you could pray. And uh, of course, Luke chapter 18, verse 1 talks also of continuous, persistent prayer. So I want to mention a, a, a book, uh, what I call that, an e-book that I read a, a while ago uh, called The Practice of God's Presence, written by a monk, uh, somebody, it's a monk, I think it was a monk, um, in, the, in the 17th century, 16-something, and talking about really how to cultivate God's presence and be in God's presence and continually commune with God. And after reading that, I think I read that while I was doing my theology program. Um, after reading that, that was a few years ago, 20, 20, 2010, 2009 maybe. I can't even remember. It was a while ago. So, but, but, but the thing that I got from it is that, you know what? God is always ready to commune with us and even though i knew that but just reading that story and it really made me to begin to practice that and i've been practicing it for years now and i'm better at it but i'm not as good as i want to be where i'm always talking with god where i'm always in communion with god and the way i started was that every time i would remember that i needed to be talking with god i would just say a word of prayer i would say thank you lord jesus Thank you because you are my father. Thank you because the day is a great day. And you know, if you do that, if you do that, what you discover is that the joy of the Lord will come upon you. Faith will be built in you. You don't worry about things. You you find yourself confident all the time. Why? Because you have this f- sense that God is with you. You know, and, and also another way that God showed me that was one time I was praying and he said, you know, if I open your eyes now and you see one of the smallest of my angels beside you, your life will change. And and I imagine that, you know, can, can I, you know, if I could see an angel walking with me all the time, I will be talking with the angel and I will, I, and I will also 
be confident that there's nothing that is impossible with God because I could see just one of his angels, humongous being right behind me walking as my bodyguard. So these two things has really made me to practice this presence of God. And I want to assure you that if you want to be impactful, maximize your life as a Bible minister, begin this practice. Every moment you remember to pray, whenever you remember, just say, Father, I thank you. Move in your power. Make me a tool to impact all those people around me right now in the name of Jesus. And then go about what you're doing. And and do that as often as you remember. Do that as often as you remember. For those who have uh, tools that can remind them, go ahead and use your tool. Whatever way. What I've discovered is that the first time I started, I would do it just once or twice in a day. But now it's instinctively, I don't know how many times in a day that I catch myself just saying, Father, I thank you. You are loving. You are so great. What a glorious God you are. I receive strength. I do that now. Unconsciously now, but my spirit is alive and aware of the presence of God and faith is, is strong in my heart. And so that's, that's the answer. It's a long answer to, to a question, but I think as Bible ministers, we all need this. We, we all need to know this and to, to, practice, to practice this. So the last point I'm going to leave with you is to journal your prayer request, especially those specific ones and those ones that also uh, are specific about people. So while you're praying in the spirit, the Lord begins to give you a person. You now, sometimes that's what that happens to me. God just shows me the picture of a person. I pray for them, and sometimes He gives me specific prayer points for them. And that you, it's it's just great to journal that. It's faith building it's because after a few years, or a few weeks, or a few months, you will see the answers to those prayers. And then when you ask specific prayer. Uh, points for people or for yourself for your for your ministry write them down Father, Lord, for example you need to you need um 300,000 to build a, uh, a roof or a building or or to to do something for the ministry you just write it down write the date and say father i ask for this and i thank you because i know you've heard me i give you praise and as faith begins to build and you get assurance right now i get assurance that this is going to happen and and all that i find that when I go back to look at my journal, faith is built. Now, I, I'm not doing this as often as I, I want to because many times I'm just walking around praying the Spirit to remember to write them down. But whenever I do, I write them down and I, I want to assure you that it's been a, a beautiful thing to look back and see this prayers answered and sometimes you know we forget that we have asked for some things you know when you write when you read back you discover oh wow i asked for this and that's i'm seeing it now you know i i really want to encourage you as ministers to 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 prioritize prayer prayer is is the key we we don't have strength to do any of these things we can't build the kingdom of god by our strength we need prayer we need prayer. So that's, that's what I'm going to end today. And I, I, I look forward to talking with you again next week. God bless. Father, I thank you so much for this time of, of discussion and ministry. I, I pray for everyone listening to me that you help us to develop a very strong, very consistent and continuous prayer life. That we will prioritize prayer in our day and we will pray all through the day. 
especially praying out to today, con- cultivating your presence, carrying you with us everywhere we go, recognizing your glory and your presence with us. I pray that that will become the experience of everybody listening to this. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. So um, don't forget, go and register for the giveaway and you may be the one that will get all the books. Have a wonderful week. Till next time, you're blessed. Yeah, so uh, one other thing that I didn't mention earlier on is spiritual welfare, spiritual warfare, where I stand and I resist and reject everything that uh, I think is appearing or around me that is not of God. And the, the scripture says, resist the devil and, to, and he will flee from you. So I also take time during my prayer time to say, you know, I reject this. I resist that. I don't permit this in my life. I don't permit illness, sickness. I don't permit f- failure. I, I resist every thought that, that comes against what God has already spoken concerning his church. I declare that the church of God will move forward and, and I just go on and speak the word of God like that. In another uh, episode, I will take time to explain how I get prayer points from, from scriptures and, um, and so on. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to the Bible Podcast with Ade Sabanjo. Please head over to adesobanjo.com to join the conversation and access all of the resources shared on the podcast. You can also record your questions by using the red button on the right-hand side of the page. If this is your first episode of the Bivo podcast, take the time to listen to the earlier episodes where Ade talks about his amazing recovery from stroke and the lessons he learned. These lessons have revolutionized Ade's life, and they will make your life so much more fruitful, too. Till the next episode, keep spreading the love of Jesus everywhere.